Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me this week is Mitch. How are you, mate? Yeah, pretty good, man. So? Yeah, not too bad. And we've got Hannah. How are you, Hannah? Hi, I'm good. I'm good, but I have some things to say, guys. Okay. wanted to um, just chat quickly, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but I have some feels, and I wanted to share some feels with you. Um, and look, I've, I'm going to admit I've prepared a little statement on this because I want to make sure I say everything Ooh. that I wanted to say. <laughs> so bear with me if it sounds a bit fucking like less off the cuff than usual. But essentially what I kind of wanted to say is this, is that seeing the events in like the world at the moment over the last week or so, I've felt a lot of things seeing everything unfold. And I'm sure that you guys and a lot of our listeners may have felt some of those things. I've marched and posted and had some pretty hard conversations with people around me because I want to do better and be better and not add to racism in any form, right? And I understand this is a bit of a departure for our usual platform, but, you know, we've seen brands and sports and countries online posting and facing this issue head on. And that's not an easy thing. There's some obvious discomfort that comes with admitting your own faults and confronting that. And then we've seen a lot of companies as well that have just been silent. And that silence is deafening. I think that's way louder than anything I could possibly ever say on this issue. But on that note, I want to call bullshit on supercars because they're not the only sport that have stayed silent in this. They're far from it, really. Um, But if they truly think that this doesn't impact the sport of supercars, all you have to do is look up and down pit lane and count the amount of Indigenous people who aren't in that space. And I can think of maybe one person who works for the company who's actually an Indigenous person. This sport gains from Indigenous people and culture. There's been Indigenous liveries. They make commercial profits off those kind of things with merchandise sales. They love going to Townsville and Darwin, which are you know areas where there's a lot of people who buy tickets to attend these events. You can't talk out of both sides of your mouth take their money and not show active support for those communities. Well, I mean, you can, but know what that silence is saying. So I know there's a lot of people who are going to argue that you shouldn't mix politics and sport, but this is a public health issue. We've made changes to the sport for COVID, which is another public health issue. To me, this is basically the same thing. So I want supercars to be on the right side of history here, but right now they are fucking it up. You know, you can just look to NASCAR in Atlanta on the weekend past and what they did in, I mean, admit it, there's going to be a large sector of their fanship that is the redneck American is going to be pretty pissed off about the stance they took, but they did the right thing. I just want supercars to do the right thing as well. Just, just do the right thing. That's it. That's, I don't want to drag it out for any longer than that. Just my two cents. Well said. And I wholeheartedly agree. And just quickly on the NASCAR thing, that I watched that. That was really impressive to me. There would have have to have been a discussion before that happened. Like we're gonna, we're gonna stop the cars on track. We're gonna make our statement, and we're gonna stand behind this movement because it's what we believe in. But the thing that impresses me about that is that NASCAR knows for sure they have annoyed a massive chunk of their fan base last night. They annoyed so many people in their fan base, a hundred percent. But they're willing to take that hit and make that stand, which I think is really awesome. And for me personally, because, you know, as you guys know, I'm Indigenous and this can be close to home for me. Um, 
yeah, and I've been getting to NASCAR like heaps the last few weeks, which is like makes me just a bit happier too, which is pretty cool. So I just want to say that like I'm really impressed by what they did. I've been living under a rock. What did NASCAR do? Sorry. So in response to the Black Lives Matter movement and that, mm-hmm. this only just come out, man. It's like it happened in the race at Atlanta that just happened. Um, oh, okay. On their out lap, they did an extra lap and they stopped on the grid. They every every team member stood along pit wall. They all went silent for a minute. The president of NASCAR made a statement about where they stand on the whole issue, and you know the positive one, obviously. And mm-hmm. yeah, sort of just broadcasting that live, you know, was going to upset some of their fan base, and they did it anyway. There was some pretty powerful oh. images of you know a few of the crew who are obviously you know part of that community who yeah reacted pretty emotionally to it. It must have been a big yeah. decision for them I'll, to make but fuck it's an awesome one to do i'll send you the video michael all right cool so i was just trying to google it while you guys are going on but i didn't want to smash away on my keyboard and <laughs> yeah yeah you're right dude it's all good i'll find it for you keyboard sound effects just make this whole pod authentic it's great <laughs> people think we know what we're talking about we're just furiously searching speech all the time <laughs> nah it's it it has been a big crazy it's last couple of weeks it really has it's made everyone think twice just Um, about what we do and what we say and it's it's something i don't think we need to talk much more about we've said what we need to say on the matter um back to cars back to cars let's let's get this back to racing we are back racing racing. on the 27th of june (laughs) at sydney motorsport park that's cool under some different yeah. regulations, though. Awesome. These, um, it is going to be different. There's going to be reduced number of personnel. What are we doing? 320K races, I believe that's what it was. Yeah. So starting with a full tank of fuel. 130s, 120, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to limit pit stops to pretty much just tyres. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, yeah and only two... two. So two tires have to be done. That's it. Just two mm-hmm. tires. But they only have two wheel guns as well, apparently. Yeah, it's to reduce the number of personnel that need to be there. I'm just excited. Like all these rule changes, like there's so much changing all at once. Maybe changing too many things at once is a bad thing. But mm. this sport mm. hasn't seen such a shake up in such a long time. People should be excited. Like this could be good. This could be good. Maybe. Sure, quicker races. This is going to be good. Hey, fuel economy races. I'm curious to see if we've gone anywhere with that since the oldie Nissan days. Well, I think <laughs> the Holden and Fords are pretty good on fuel economy, but the fuel drop, it was funny. The whole fuel drop thing for me, every other motorsport was trying to go and be more economical and try and use less fuel. And supercars are the only ones that are going, you have to use 150 liters regardless if you need it or not. But purely that was just to make sure that the Nissans could get mm. to the end of the line. And everyone was in the pit, like everyone's pit stop was the same length of time. Um, and sort of even it up. Mm. I was surprised, oh, not surprised, but I think it's kind of cool that they said if a team does full crook of COVID-19 and needs to drop out of a race or whatever, that they were allowed to do a drop round. So mm. everyone can drop around like their worst performing round. Um, which is something you don't see in a main game series, but no, but it's, it's gonna be hard if it's reduced series. I mean, it's Aussie quite common. cars do that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, it's quite common in the smaller categories. It's mm. just it's kind of weird that like 
all these little rule changes all based around this whole COVID thing. And it's kind of making me excited to see this race weekend because it'll be like, ooh, but something different. But when we think about <laughs> dropping, dropping your worst round, particularly just looking at Adelaide and who really had a shit round on Adelaide, think about who that stands to benefit if that ends up being SVG's worst round. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah, that could help out a lot. Like, that's a really good cover on a few fuck-ups. Yeah. Picture in the background. There you go. <laughs> oh, very nice. Just, oh, oh, there you go. Yeah. It's smaller than I expected. Oh, it's fairly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big wall, all right. <laughs> That's what they all say, it's, mate. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't start the weather shit again. Back to like inappropriate no, no. programming. <laughs> start off serious. Man. Back onto jokes. Um, yeah, rever- reverse grid races. What are your thoughts on them? Should we give them a crack? Why not? Fuck it. I, why not? That's what I agree with. Like, it, they talk about making the sport more entertaining and pulling people in. It's stuff like that that'll do it. Mm. Well, what about the whole? I mean, I was thinking this the other day, gone last year, the whole year was sort of surrounded by the fact that the Mustang was racing and it probably was, you know, a bit above the rules of what it should have been. Um, but, you know, shit happens and it may be have a cloud over the championship. And now this year is going to be like, well, this was the COVID year and we tried everything and it was like a little gimmicky year at a few points. So we're going to have the, two championships that people look back on in 20 years' time going, ah, oh, you know, they were the And they'll ones. both be Scotty Max championships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but like that that caveat is the exact reason why you've got some safe cover to try some shit. And that includes yeah. like trying to cut costs and, you know, stuff for the cars as well. But with the race formats, hell yeah, mix it up, make it interesting. The only thing is the reverse grid races work really well online because, I mean, damage doesn't exist <laughs> yeah, and you can <laughs> just smash people up. And I think the driver skill is there in online. But... Mm-hmm. I wonder how much the driver skill is. I mean, um, you know, Shane, Scotty, Are you that Jack they're Smith all going to be... be a problem. Is that what you're <laughs> alluding to? I was going to say, like, the, the point you're kind of making, and it's a pretty valid point for the sport right now, is you probably shouldn't be on the grid if you're not a capable driver. The fact of the matter is, there are a couple of people on the grid who aren't that capable, which is they a shouldn't shame. be starting at the front of the race because they will be on a. So reverse do we grid. flip the top fifteen? <laughs> Well, do you do a top 10 flip? Top yeah. 10 flip like wouldn't be bad because... Touring car, cars, masters do. Well, you look like at the top 10 to anyway. Parody. Women to be really good in parity in the models of the cars and whatnot. Top well, 10 you look at the, the top 10 spread of a supercar qualifying anyway, and it's, it's generally under cars. half a second anyway. Yeah. yeah. So not often tenths. Flipping about the, the top 10 would just change that up, but not really mm. shake up the whole race, I don't think. I reckon you could even stretch it to 15. Hell, yeah. if we're doing it, just, we only got 24 cars or whatever. I'm obviously just trying to push Scotty Mack further down the crew, in case you haven't noticed. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you can start from pit lane, make it really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he won't know what it's like to race in a bunch of cars. Has he been racing on the sim so much now that he's going blind and needs glasses? No, they block yeah. out blue light. It stops his eyes from streaming, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Because mm, I, I saw him on the grid the other day. I'm like, quite, I know a guy at work. They're quite him. big glasses. They're not like a 
you know, mm. they're not a GT style, like Gartander style, you know, stylish little specs. Servo wraparound sunnies, is that what you're suggesting? Mm. Like just the white ones from the- <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, Garth Tander, the, his his glasses that he wears, his they're specs. like a, he wears little stylish, oh, yeah. like framed specs. Like Todd Hazelwood. Yeah. Yeah, I've I just thought, you know, I if you're going that. to go glasses, you might as well get some nice ones where Scotty's got these old grandma Scotty just glasses. wants people to call him ma'am. I need to Google them now. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, a few others. I, think, I just spotted Jack LeBrock was wearing them as well. Like, I think a couple of the boys picked it up. Yeah, it's something about blocking out blue light and stopping headaches and strain on your eyes. Okay. Mm. I mean, he has been racing a lot on the sim. True. So, this is probably like stuck um, to the chair, like molded to it. Something <laughs> we've also, new other news that's come out is Will Davison has unfortunately become unemployed. Yeah. And um, Phil Munding has had to fold the team, but Boost Mobile and. James Courtney are back. Bit of a shake-up. So, yeah. Which is, I, I'm, I mean, I'm interested to see how James Courtney goes. It's interesting that he managed to leave Team Sydney and go to Tickford, uh, to Tickford without actually dropping a round or anything. Actually, yeah. I didn't even think of that. And is he going to be one of the only drivers that have changed teams and manufacturer mid-season? We haven't seen that in a very, very long time. Ooh. Yeah, probably yeah, not. That'd be, it's not something that I normally mean, happens. Like, Todd, <laughs> Todd did it the other year, but they dropped that piece of bucket oh, car that they were driving. The, uh, they, they dropped that bucket of a car and went back to the Super 2 car. Yeah, that was a heap of shit. It did better. But no, that's a really good point. I, I don't know. I might message. We'll message V8 Sleuth and get an answer to that because it sounds like, I mean, unless in the privateer days, there was something like that way back oh, when. Yeah. It's certainly not in the current era that I can think of. It's like I was remember watching some old, some document documentary YouTube Formula One videos and stuff, and you know people used to chop and change teams mid season, but you don't mm. really see that too much in Formula One anymore, where people would like end contracts and go somewhere mid season. It's all done at the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it's where's Debo go now? Like, so what's his options for the rest of the season? Obviously, you'd be gunning for an Adica enduro. Adica told him he could have the enduro drive. He said he straight up give it did, to him. Oh, yeah, yeah, did you guys watch um, the Enforcer and the Dude? Good episode. That added to He was on for like forty minutes, and no. he actually seems like a pretty reasonable dude. He got some stories that make you go, "Yeah, righto, bud." But <laughs> yeah, you know, you did send me a they, message to watch it. <laughs> They sort of say in the episode, you know, once you get past his fluff and actually listen to what he's saying, he's not an idiot. He's been around mm. the motorsport for a long time and he does know what he's talking about. And yeah, he's straight he knows up how said, to grab a headline. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's half of his well, he's a businessman. He's a very successful one too. Um, but yeah, he's pretty much saying that, you know, a lot of people throw and blame at him for kicking Dave out of the car. He's like, That's not the case. He never did that. No. And he's said he said on air, like that's his drive if he wants if he wants an enduro drive, that's his. Yeah. Like yeah, well, he won't entertain driver. any other like, offers. This is like why would you yeah, exactly. With well, that time doing really well. Yeah, yeah, he was driving that thing well in Adelaide. It was it was looking mm. like a good year for them. Mm. That said, yeah, there could still be other options on the table. I remember from last time when we tried to record this, um, somebody mentioned that a very key co driver is probably not going to make it out to Australia in Alex Premer. Yeah. yeah. So potentially, spare seat open there. 
Well, then they've always got Jack Perkins too that was originally signed for that, but I guess that deal was straight with Phil Mundy. So yeah. that's not a yeah. Tickford deal as much. And Jack and James obviously have a pretty long-standing co-driver partnership mm. and they seem to work really well together. So maybe it would make more sense to continue that. I mean, let's just, we'll wait and see what, we'll find out more later. We don't well, even know up said, if, if there is going to be an injury season or if it's just going to yeah. be Bathurst. Yeah, True. Exactly. Well, obviously looking at the new calendar, we've dropped Gold Coast and Newcastle. So, you know, those street circuits have been chopped and with it, obviously part of the Enduro Championship. But by the sounds of it, Sam Shaheen's pretty keen to keep the bend as an Enduro event. Yeah. I don't think he's going to I'm surprised that they didn't drop Townsville. Like for a street track, how much is that going to cost to put on? And if you can't have fans... Well, they've moved it. So it's not sitting at its current position. Yeah, I know. It's mo- it's sitting uh first week of August or something. Yeah. I can actually see the Queensland government allowing fans there. They've fairly well opened Queensland back up. You just can't come in. Fuck off, all right? We're yeah, good I can't here. Go home right Stay now. away, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's stupid. The border should be open. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, We're I mean, still it, up it here might going. Just be... <laughs> yeah, you guys are at the pubs. I'm still fucking jealous. Um, I got but yeah, my leave. i be parked at the border as soon as they're open. I'm coming back, bros. <laughs> I completely off topic. I had a bloke at work. His parents drove down to the border to pick up a cat. A cat because they can't. He's got a cat. Have to quarantine. Hey, which border? You've got a few. Uh, and uh, South Australia. Oh, like straight down. He, yeah, right. Yeah, they. He bought a Maine Coon cat. Now, if you haven't looked at it, Google they're them up. They're a cool cat, of, by the way. They're the bloody big cats, right? They're like a small tiger. <laughs> that looks like a cat. You know when you get scratched by a cat, you're like, oh, little bastard. You get scratched by one of them, you're like, um, stitches? He and his mum bought one each, and then they realized, oh, shit, there's no flight. So they're like, <laughs> drove down. I'll drive 1,800 kilometers. Nah, he had to stay at work. So his mum and his dad... <laughs> His mum and his stepdad drove down to the border to go to pick us up. And I don't know what they had to do. I'm like, how do they do it? Did the bloke walk up to the border at South Australia's side, put down the cage, walk back <laughs> walk five metres, and then Spray they walked it. forward? It kind of feels like, you know, one of those um, war movies where they do the prisoner exchange. <laughs> and then they just do the nod and turn. <laughs> Guns walking away. I can imagine oh, yeah, when he's stepdad in that situation. Go, oh, fuck. I can't believe I'm involved oh, in this shit. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you, Thir- uh, yeah. Thirty-six hundred kilometer journey to pick up two cats. <laughs> they're not cheap either. No, they're not. Now the freight added uh, is like the fuel money on that. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I oh know. Sorry. No, 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 no. no, but like I reckon you make a fair point, Mitch. I, I don't think crowds at Townsville would be out of the question. Yeah, I no, think they're gonna. And I think we're gonna have as long as I can. We're gonna have crowds in Darwin as well. And then, you know, even like, so if you had crowds for Townsville, it's going to be hard because it'll be right close to the event and nobody planned on going. Mm. Would you just make hell cheap tickets or what would you do there? I mean, potentially. I think we've we've talked about before, I guess from my opinion, it's possible we'd be looking at no grandstands or something similar. Mm -hmm. Um, A few things that another other couple of sports have done is corporate only. So NRL is trying to float doing corporate at the moment because you can control where people are and they're not moving about so much. Um, Whereas general admin, you kind of, you know, you kind of want to go around and look at everything and go everywhere. Yeah. So 
It's a bit like they'd have to just measure out areas and say we can have, you know, 50 people here. That's it. If there's 50 people. We might have those those tickets, for example. So like in Townsville's layout, that hairpin section, maybe you can only have so many people there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is death of concerts, 100%. That will not be. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. (laughs) When we went to Townsville, we got the corporate in at Townsville and the bloke that did it, he just, he buys it himself and then sells it to his mates. It's something he's been Ah. doing for years. And so the tent is called, called. Boydie's Hilltop Hoods. You were in Boydie's, no way. That guy's like yeah, he's yeah. a legend. He's been there since day yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. spot in the house, by the way. That, yeah, that I know. location it's great. is incredible. Yeah, yeah. We just spent the whole race, one side, other side, one side. Yeah. Other, you see the whole track. <laughs> exactly. It's like you literally, I think you miss like what, two turns and that's it. That's like the yeah. best goal. Yeah, you miss like, the fire down it. Yeah. And the free drinks. Free yeah. and full oh. strength. Free drinks. Oof. Oh yeah, corporate life. Corporate life. <laughs> yeah. No, that's honestly, I, I've, I feel like I said this when I worked there. That was like the best location of any street circuit on the calendar. That particular yeah. suite was just perfect. He's a lucky yeah. dude. And we've hit a few of them too. Mm. There you go. Yep. Anyway, so chuck a girl an invite next time you go. By the way, just quietly. Mm-hmm. Well, we kind of just had to rock up and go. Boydie said we can come in, and then the security. Yeah, was the security like, was yeah, right. us to be like, who are you? Ah, you're right, go in. Like, oh. oh, that's amazing. We just, we just weren't Monday. allowed to go there while food was going on because we weren't catered for, but it was free drinks. It's all right, bro. Well, one, day, one day we'll get a breaking late sweep. We'll go bowler. Yep. Mm-hmm. That'd oh, be yeah. good. Mm. And then we'll tell my dad and he'll be like, finally, you're actually going to do it. And we'll be like, nah, change their minds. <laughs> <laughs> my old man's got this thing. We always say it like everyone... Every year, someone says they're going to get corporate. Never been in corporate, ever. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We do it every time. We sit at Hidden Valley yeah. and we sit at the hill and we look over at the gravel trap platform and we're like, let's do it. And then we, <laughs> like, after the round, I go home, I Google it, and I'm like, the, it's going to cost 18 grand and that only gets you four cartons of piss for the f- two days. Jeez, that's not, that's not bad considering. How big? How, like, how many people? Uh, I think it was twenty. You can have twenty people in there. Yeah, so that cost covers everyone, and but food. You, or food's more. Foods, food is covered, but you only got four cartons of like two cartons of heavies, two mm-hmm. cartons of mids, and then if you drink that, then you got to buy more. Yeah, that's still pretty well priced for a three day event. Yeah, but we don't have twenty friends. Do you know yeah. how much a <laughs> suite at Clipsal? Sorry, at Adelaide costs. Pit building, it's single different. one. Super loop, sorry, super loop, badly. Five hundred. Do you know how much? Like, I remember looking this up at the website. Don't don't Google it right now. Just give me a number. So I think it's a 20, uh, 20 person for a single one. It's probably going to be like what thirty grand. Seventy two plus food. Four day event though. Yeah. So this is pricing from a couple of years ago. But I remember looking yeah, up the website at the time. <laughs> yeah, but then you're also in paddock and yeah. I contacted NT Major Events for JD's 30th about trying to get a corporate. I think they've got a thing called the Triple Crown Club, which is like an air-conditioned box on top of the pits. Um, I think it's like six, $700 uh, t- per person, 18 plus only, but it's Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, we're going to buy a table of 10. And so it was going to be like, you know, $7,000 that we we're going to fork out. Um, it's only for Saturday, Sunday. And I emailed them saying, look, we're really big fans of the sport. 
we're going to pay the we you know we're happy to pay the money for this it's going to cost seven grand is there any chance that you can give us some friday general admission tickets because you don't get access on it and we're like we don't want we know the room is shut on a friday we just want general access can you chuck that in and they're like nah nah it's not included it's you know really? we only, it's only saturday sunday i'm like seven you know, like seven grand they do the friday tickets just give us GA for a Friday. That's all we're asking. That's for. all I want. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Just, just general admission. So That's do, what you get yeah, when you get a call. In, they do that in like yeah, Paddy Club and a few of the other supercars run suites. If they don't mm. operate for three days, they'll they'll generally give you an option. Um, yeah. But yeah, but no, that anyway. makes total sense. If you want to be there and fork out that amount of money, of course you want to go as long as you can. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm always I'm surprised, surprised that Friday do doesn't that. have any corporate. Uh, I just don't know if I was just maybe speaking to the wrong lady. I bet if I phoned them and yeah, you just could. then I think JD and Jess end up having a baby, so Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a child or anyone that goes in there. It's it's seven hundred dollars. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was eighteen plus anyway, so no babies allowed. Fair. So, um, where are we at? For those who don't know that we've had some technical issues already, this episode is cursed. This is, yeah. I feel like I've done it. I'm about to throw my microphone off my balcony at the moment. But anyway, I think the calendar in general, the way it's been rejigged is pretty interesting with the finisher being early next year at Mm -hmm. Bathurst. At Bathurst, which Mm. is going to be a hard tyre race. I was kind of hoping for a soft tyre race. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. But I can understand why. There's Dunlop sometimes just go bang. You don't want to go bang over the top. (laughs) Yeah. Bang at the chase. What are you talking about? (laughs) Or the race. (laughs) Or anything on Bathurst, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But sprint format, maybe, do you think? I think so. I think you'll have maybe. No point running two two races 250K race and 120K sprint at the start to set yeah. the grid. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. No. You reckon? Oh, set the grid races. They're awesome. Yeah, but then start them reverse grid from qualifying. Ooh. Qualify to oh, set Jesus. the grid. To set the grid race, but then you reverse that, then you race, and then you start from that. That's really complicated. Oh, I like it. <laughs> this reminds me of like when we changed the qualifying format and they needed five graphics packages and two minutes to explain how it all worked every time we oh. did it. We didn't need to. We all got it. <laughs> we, we all do. watch Formula One. Yeah. <laughs> a drop zone. It's fine. <laughs> we do. It doesn't mean everyone who watches Supercars does. Oh, it shouldn't have been that hard. But yeah, I'm curious to see like where Adelaide now fits in on like next season. Or do we even have a break? Do we just roll on? Nah, I reckon the cars aren't going to change too much between um this year and next year. This year, next year, gonna be all you'll find is after Bathurst, the second round, is they're going to rip some stickers off, um, rip off Holden and chuck some new stickers on, and two weeks later, roll out that Adelaide. So what happens there? If you're Roland, obviously, since between the first attempt or the second attempt of recording this, the news came out about the settlement reached between Triple Eight and Holden mm-hmm. as the naming rights team. You know, if you're not getting paid from Holden anymore, do you stay in those cars? Do you... Yeah. Rebadge like they did in the Hogs Breath days. What's the approach? Oh, possibly be rebadging pretty quick, smart. Like yeah, mm. Erebus will chuck an Erebus badge on there. Um, but do you? 
you don't really want to ditch the car that, that you on? know works at the moment. It's still legal in the category. Unless Even Ford if you think comes the in Mustangs... and say, you want a bunch of money? Like, you want some yeah. cash? Well, like, maybe, if... what if, if you believe well, the Mustangs Penske's really that not going to sell advantage. them their cars. But I don't think... Well, Triple H just need a body panel. They don't need to do anything more than that. Yeah. But you might find some of them will do it, but like we haven't got any reg that Gen three regs aren't out. I don't think I there's think a reason. You're gonna have yeah at the moment have to do something to try and fit the two doors better on it. That's what they want to do. I think Sean's yeah. been saying that they're still progressing through those regulations right now. Hmm. I doubt they're gonna be in for next season at this rate. You'd be crazy to no, think that, but nah. no, this yeah. is like twenty twenty two is like gonna be the year where everything sort of makes sense again, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next two years are just going to be this weird transition time. And I think it's also the time to start trying weird shit. Just try everything. Like we're talking about reverse grids and yeah. weird qualifying formats. Just try anything and see what excites the people. See what gets people interested again. Mm-hmm. It's the time to do it. We need to do something. Because everything's up and in reduce the ticket prices. But yeah. reduce the cost of running the cars as well. <laughs> like, Yeah, well, I think you're going to find Gen 3 when it does come in is going to be like, Here's your controlled uprights. Here's your controlled front end. Mm. Everything will be controlled. And it's like you can adjust the engine and just settings. But, you know, the parts themselves are going to be a controlled part. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, like, the whole thing of that Enforcer and the Dude episode ages ago where they're talking about when they went to Car of the Future, the idea is everyone runs the same chassis. So one company was meant to make the chassis. Mm. It's a lot cheaper when you make 24 chassis than you make two of them. It's- it's production scaling. It's just, it's business. That's the idea. Like, that's yeah. how the place was, that's how we we're meant to incre- uh, decrease the cost of these cars. Not every team still making their own chassis. But that's as history will tell, getting... that's not what actually happened. Mm. Yeah, they should be getting well, the same way as party that doesn't even run cars themselves to build chassis, like Pace Industries or something like that. Get somebody that is not a team within the sport to build the chassis. And then yeah. how can it be unfair then? What interest mm. do they have in serving anyone? And then if they do, that's some pretty sketchy shit. So, <laughs> I mean, it'd be a way. Surely supercars can make a contract with someone that can do that and say, and you sell them for X amount. So there's a controlled cost. Yeah. To be fair, though, like, is it rather, is it fair to tell teams that they can't make additional income by producing their own parts? Like, Triple Eight has like a several million dollar engineering budget where they produce mm. stuff for other teams. Is it really fair to go, actually, no, you can't sell that stuff anymore? No, it's not it, It's not fair. Um, and I can understand why teams would do that because it is a way to substitute the cost of running it. Um, yeah, it's like pays for you. Unless do you go, do you have someone that, I mean, because there's no difference between the Holden chassis, Ford chassis. I, I don't know. It's a very, It's a very tricky thing. Because you can't say to one team, yes, you can do it and you can sell to everyone else, but then no one else is allowed to do that. Yeah. Free market's a bit more fair, although it will increase Mm. the cost. Rules of economics, man. Yep. Mm. Well, that comes down to do you want to make a racing series that's based on racing and driver skill or a racing series that's based on engineering talent? Ooh, True. That, that's what it comes down to when you start talking about that sort of stuff. Like, which do you want? You I can think talk we know about where the market and all that goes. sort of stuff. But, like, it's sort of, what, what do you want your racing to be? But then uh, are we going to turn into Formula cars? One 
where it's a race of engineering and dollars and the racing's just crap. We're almost at that. <laughs> Arguably. Exactly. Hey, speaking <laughs> of Formula One, we have a date yep. of return. We're in Austria. We do. We do. Oh, and we've got big news. Huge news. Go on. It doesn't even feel like new news anymore because oh, yeah, I was just thinking we already recorded for ages ago about that and it never went out. That's but true. Sebastian Vettel is leaving Ferrari. Oh That's my god, the news I was talking about. <laughs> That's a shock for us. <laughs> Where's the more important news? I believe she's alluding to Danny. My future husband. Oh, he's now a McLaren driver. Partnered with like the most legendary other driver on the grid. Those two are going to be amazing together. Yeah, Lando Norris and Ricardo are going to be pretty good. Um, oh my god! I, I'll be honest. I was kind of like hoping Ricardo could have gone to Ferrari, but you know, Carlos Sainz makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like Ferrari, two young. They got two younger drivers now. Ferrari. Yeah, that's yeah, wow. that, which is a new move for them. But I don't think Ricardo entirely would have fit at Ferrari. Like, yeah, he would have nah. gone there if he got the alpha because who doesn't want to drive for a Ferrari? But yeah. his personality and stuff, he's so loud and stuff like that. But you look at any Ferrari driver, you got Kimi Raikkonen and Sebastian Vettel, Schumacher, all these guys, they're like dead silent. Okay, yes. No. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> like it's. I think Seb's like on the sort of outlier side of it where he's probably well, one of the Seb most outspoken. loud, colourful one. And then when you mm. look at him at Red Bull, who was considered the drab, you know. Yeah, yeah I know. I loved him. I thought he was amazing. And I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I came to appreciate Seb more once he had left Red Bull. I think a lot of Aussies I feel did. that way. <laughs> I can understand why, but mm. if you look at the history of Red Bull, it's like, ah, it was never going to be Weber. It was so never going to be Weber. <laughs> So true. So true. He, he, he came from the old team. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but do you reckon, what do you reckon Vettel to Mercedes the talk is now? German oh. driver, German team? I want that. I want, I want that I want because I want team. someone to actually like be able to properly take it to someone that's got the arrogance Hamilton. To do it too. Some, yeah, someone's just <laughs> like, you know what, Hamilton. But do they want that? They're not going to want to shake up the team and, and create like division within the team. Valtteri's a, a good little boy and he does what he's told. But see, I, I think why. the thing you're going to have to look at though, is, and I think this will be a big thing too, from Mercedes corporate point of view, German driver, German team. That's why Schumacher came back, like to help. Yeah build that reputation in that team sort of thing. They had two German drivers mm -hmm. at one point. Yeah. And I I think that would be a pretty big value to them. Do I think that'll get them entirely across the line? No. But it will yeah. be a massive consideration for them. Like it's and especially because you gotta admit that Vettel's coming to the twilight years of his career. If he doesn't do something yeah. soon, he'll be out. He'll be done. Like, yeah. There's if half Vettel a chance that he's gonna be here next year at this point because he doesn't have a drive. <laughs> Yeah, if Patel wants to win, Mercedes is the only one he's got to take. Yeah. Yeah, and like if you get offered a Renault job, you're like, nah, Fernando can have it. It's all good. <laughs> 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 I feel like, yeah, like for him, it's this next move is going to be his last, to be fair. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you are, you're right. He's getting on. It's kind of edging towards the end of his career. And yeah. it could be a good in, like, and Mercedes could also see it as we sign him on for two years while we get someone ready in the wings, like our Ocon or whoever we want ready next to go. Yeah. It's a good interim solution. Like, you build some popularity, some brand image mm. within the country before you don't have a German driver again, too. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. I, I, 
I can see Vettel going to Mercedes. I could see. I could see. It, it seems too, seems too good. I want to but see. That's, I want to see how much fight. money do you reckon is going to be involved in that in like the world that we're in right now? And is he going to expect too much money? Would he expect too he much money to go to a fast car? Yeah. Like, would you sacrifice like the money to go win a championship? Okay, I, I would. But would he? He would too. He he's would, already got a couple, sure. you know. But he's also got money a shit. Or... Like, he's got a lot more <laughs> he money than he's got a Couple of boys. I've already got three money. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I think he'd value a championship over money at this point because I have three I kids and no money. <laughs> Can't I have no kids and three money? <laughs> and if it's your last I'll move, it's not like you're worried about devaluing yourself as a driver because who cares? I'm out. Mm. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I just hope that he's on the grid. I don't want him to go yeah. to like Racing Point when it becomes Aston Martin. Mm. Um, I don't see a, a future for them. They might, you know, surprise us. They might start pushing away up. It'll be interesting to see with Formula One, we've got this budget cap coming in next year. Oh, actually, oh, yeah. on that, did you see Mercedes have actually confirmed they want to stay involved in the sport because there's been a lot of talk about them leaving? They've confirmed they yeah. want to stay. And Toto okay. has also said, just because I bought shares in Aston Martin doesn't mean I'm going to work for them. He doesn't want <laughs> to work for Racing Point. And I think I understand why. <laughs> well, it's I just want to share in their success financially. <laughs> they just make nice road cars, all right? <laughs> Maybe he should buy some shares in Williams. Use Mercedes <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's Williams another big thing. Deepest of shit. Are you surprised? Oh, not if you ask Claire Williams. No. Oh, good, Sam. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Everybody sells their company to make money, you fool. Everyone. <laughs> they've already leveraged their assets and, like, you know, the collection of cars that they've had and whatnot. I think that's – did they sell their performance arm recently, I thought I heard? Did oh, they put it up for sale? But, yeah, it's it, things look sure. a bit I dire over there. Williams has been making a bit of money off their technology Um. Well, they provide Department. their hybrid systems to Porsche for their road cars. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty much their being their money maker. Yeah, I'd say that's what's keeping them afloat because they are saying at mm-hmm. the moment they have a full budget to race out the year, regardless yeah. of what the calendar is. So, is that a history of they... dodgy sponsorship deals? And it's just fucked them. All of Formula One's had dodgy sponsorship deals. That I was a good, um, bad manager. There was a good YouTube that have really contributed to Williams' decline. Like, yeah, just, there was a good sure. YouTube video decisions. the other day um, mm. by Donut Media. Have you guys watched them on YouTube? No. I do sometimes. They get a bit over the top sometimes. So they did, like, but then they had to watch them about, in blocks, um, like, But they do make good yeah. Videos. It was um, <laughs> uh, I think it was something about like dodgy sponsors in Formula One. Talking oh, about, like, yes. I'm talking about rich um, energy, rich yeah. energy, mission winner or win now. Um, yeah, in the nineties, when the, the um, the in the nineties, an a Nigerian prince actually sponsored a Formula One team. What? Yeah, <laughs> legit. Wait, there's actually um, a Nigerian prince. Sometimes I thought that shit just existed in training. Yeah, yeah, no, they they got fooled by a real Nigerian prince. Um, I think yeah. he sponsored. I think they so used... cash. God damn it. <laughs> 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 Well, I mean, like supercars have had some pretty dodgy sponsorship things in the past too, right? What was the most recent one with um, oh, old mate who has a smoke, the LDM? Ferrari. No, like remember LDM oh, deal with that cigarette 
dude. Travis, tra- Travis, Travis. Oh, are you talking about the that Candyman? Candyman, that's man. it. I was like, what's yeah. the name of the fucking thing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that dude, he's a bit dodgy, isn't he? God. <laughs> why? It's big businessman, but like dodgy deals. Like, why did Lucas ever think that was going to get across the line? Well, I don't know. Because I think you just take money. This whole mm. video, this whole YouTube video was all about dodgy businesses, like sponsoring it just to make him seem more legit. exotic and legit. Yeah. You just think that, you know, oh, these brands here got to be good. Like the, um, was it Eyes Wide or whatever, the one thing, something that sponsored the Austrian Grand Prix, like the other year, we all talked on the podcast about what the hell was this thing. And it was basically mm. a pyramid scheme that sponsored around. <laughs> So good. I don't even remember the name of it. And Martini in Singapore, and with Williams, they had a they had a, a part an after party that was sponsored by like SugarDaddy.com or something. Where <laughs> wait, I'm not going to Google that. Web- am I? Shouldn't, but it was a basically it's a website for young ladies <laughs> to go meet old rich up men. Um, oh, it's what it sounds like. I thought it was some kind of it weird. Ex- thing. No, it's exactly, no, no, no. It's exactly <laughs> what it is. Like. Um, but then. Williams and um, Martini decided to um, – we'll cancel that one. We don't think that's appropriate yeah. to go ahead. Oh, come on. They got people Goldie is all about Formula One, right? That's Pretty much. It's about your eyelashes <laughs> and ask for money. That's basically how sponsorship works. But, yeah, it was a good episode. A good video. You should check it out if you watch it. But, yeah, um, yeah, sponsors in sports. I mean, at the moment, we'll take anything. And the problem is, is because it's so expensive, not everyone's willing to come forward. So if a dodgy company says, hey, here's $500,000, put our name on your car, you'd be like, fine. Half a mil's half a mil, bro. All right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on the back of sponsors, I think we talked about this the first time we tried to record this, but now Virgin being out, that's going to be an interesting mm-hmm. one for supercars next year. Has anything I, actually been said about that, though, by supercars? I feel like it no. hasn't. They've fucking been radio silent on that as well. Yeah. Um, just, hold on. It still says the Virgin Australian supercars on their website. Yeah, they must be waiting does. for this sale stuff to go through and just like... They're not going to... Whoever buys it, there's, two, like, there's two buyers left. I think they're both in American companies. Yeah. Um, they're going to drop the, it like a... The administrator's trying to get the deal done by... The thirty first of or the end of the financial year. Just trying to get it done by then, so we should know something by the thirtieth of June. I yeah. reckon that this year will just be finished out on the contract, and there's no chance it'll get renewed. Yeah, no, I guess no way so. in hell. I'm surprised they still got it. When Dick Smith went under with 2020, the next day they were Wait. like the Melbourne Stars because Melbourne Stars are sponsored by Dick Smith. And um mm. and the next day they had big green plate over the side of it. I think supercars might be keeping up with all the sponsorship stuff and that, just so they can sort of make the argument at the end of it all when they try to axe it. Like you still owe us something. We kept up our end of the bargain. You didn't cancel yeah. the contract. Pay us. Like yeah, 100%. I think that would that would be the only reason they're keeping all the signage up because they they've mm. got to know it's going. But you got to sort of be prepared to say, um. Can we sort of get what's owed to us? And I mean, to date, the checks act- might still be coming in, for all we know. Like, yeah, if they get paid on the financial year or something. And keeping up yeah. their end of the bargain is a really good defence, I think, if it comes down yeah, to something yeah. like that. And to be honest, hey, there's like, there's not that much. Hmm? Driving? 
They're chartering plane. No, they're chartering a plane apparently to get people to SMP. I wonder who they're flying with then. Well, there's plenty of planes going around cheap. Not Virgin. <laughs> I wonder though. Like maybe if it's a charter. You could pick up. There's that many planes sitting in Alice Springs at the moment from every all around the world. Yeah, really. Yeah, three eighty. Yeah, Alice Springs is a really good. Well, it's also a really good weather for planes. Apparently, they like hot, dry areas. (laughs) So you look at oh, most deserts, most like in um, Nevada, (laughs) Nevada. There's a massive plane graveyard. Um. It's dry, so there's no humidity, so nothing gets wet and um, doesn't rain, doesn't rust, and it just sits there. And if you need to bring them back up again, you just give them a quick service and off you go. Ready for salvage during the apocalypse. (laughs) So we had, I think Alice Springs had so many like, uh, like big A380s come land in there and big planes that never would land at Alice Springs, but Mm. we're all sitting at Alice doing nothing. Hey, I'm just like reading some stuff on the Supercars website. I'm sort of jumping mm-hmm. a little bit all over the place at the moment. But this um this new report that came out regarding the E-Series and the stats saying that they have reached half a million new fans. Probably new fans. Stuff like that. Maybe they're just assuming. How? How, how would they how they know? Half a million. Yeah, yeah. Half a million new subscribers or something? Or are they thinking... That everyone on Twitch that's watching them has never watched them before, but you watch it on Twitch and you lose all the ads. That's what I'm assuming. Is like yeah. they're they're saying genuinely touched half a million new viewers. End quote. Don't know to what level they're engaged, but I think it's been a big success for us. I'm sorry if you can't measure the engagement. I don't know if you can tell it's successful or not. But just because they're yeah, watching it on a different medium, it doesn't mean it they're doesn't new. Yeah, no, I reckon it's just they've. More people on YouTube and more people on Twitch watching. But yeah, so if I'm watching four because different everyone, at once, everyone cancel their bloody KO. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, nobody watched it on KO. Oh my god. <laughs> That's because the coverage. I, I don't know. I it would be interesting to see where they get their statistics. But uh, a, a company called Futures, apparently. But yeah, I'd be curious Which to know is- if the view, view account is is actually independent. Like, sorry, not independent. What's the word? Nope, come thinking of it. If I'm watching four channels at once, am I four people? Unique. Well, are they even classing? Unique. Yeah, unique, unique viewers. But are <laughs> they classing drivers, Twitches? I think or are that they... This seems to imply that every... So like when you think about it, every team streaming it on Facebook Live, Supercars is streaming it on Facebook Live, plus they're on Foxtel slash KO slash Twitch. Yeah. And then you've got the individual drivers on Twitch as well. It's not necessarily that there's more people. It's just a shit ton more content. Hmm. Like I don't because if you try to stream that much actual racing, uh, Fox Sports will give you a, a strike against your name and take your video down. <laughs> True, <laughs> but I mean, like if there was, you know, I think we've talked about before about there's a lack of content generally in the sport right now, and um, like mm-hmm. you know the panel shows and stuff that went away, like we miss that. We want more of that. Fans just want content. If they don't look at this and take that from that, to me, it's like, man, what do we even learn here? Like what I said at the start of the show, I think weekly races is sort of taking its toll on me. I'm like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Fortnightly is good. Did you want the Erebus documentary back or? I haven't even finished watching that. It was that shit. (laughs) I turned off the last episode where they were doing the questions. I was just bored. It's all available for free on YouTube now, though. Yeah, I've seen that. 
I just find with the E-Series, by the end of it, I was just like, maybe it's because we do some racing ourselves. I'm just like, I just want to go do it now. I'm sick of watching. Yeah, I watched the first <laughs> race, maybe first race and a half, and then go, oh, now I'm on yeah. iRacing. Yeah. <laughs> and even if I do, like, there's been a couple of weeks there where we didn't jump on, and then sort of you watch through, and by the end race, I'm like, I don't care anymore. It's just a bit. I mm. didn't mind the ovals, to be honest. The ovals were pretty cool. I quite enjoyed the oval racing. Just because it was such um, pack racing, like five cars, so well. one of them is going to win. <laughs> it was really, really good at the <laughs> Yeah, he well, was. What about SVG? He got spun around, basically last, and still won the race. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if he didn't stuff up his fuel, anyway. Yeah. We're over the iRacing uh, E-Series. Getting oh, very dude. passionate about He's it. He's on Twitch now. <laughs> Have you noticed? Is he? SVG is finally on Twitch. He has returned to home soil. Man, oh, because he's got two weeks to do nothing. Pretty much, yeah. And he's dispelled all the rumours, unfortunately, to my great disappointment that the driver behind the camera is, in fact, not Mickey the Cat. <laughs> I was pretty <laughs> confident it wasn't, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> that was the ongoing joke, of course, because he had no camera. Yeah. Everyone's like, no one else is driving for him. No, he's just that good, guys. That's um, <laughs> no, a pretty cool cat, though. I don't know if you've ever seen anything on Instagram. He'll drive and the cat will be like on the glove box with him, like leaning on the corner. <laughs> pretty cool. Like, never seen a cat like that. It's, yeah, little weirdo. Um, jumping back to F1 because I just like to jump all over the grid and all over the place. Um, what are your thoughts on the back-to-back races, like back-to-back rounds, doing two races, think- say, at Silverstone, at um, so the first two Austria? Yeah. I think it's interesting. I like the idea in that, you know, you sort of some tra- some drivers, like you see them by the end of the race, they're really coming on and learning and knowing the track. And then, oh, we're not coming back for a whole another year. At least yeah. this time, we're coming back next week, man, or two weeks or whatever it is. It's one week between. Yeah, I think it's like one. I think it may be the next weekend at some point. Because I think, yeah. Yeah. I think it, it'll light a lot of. Um, like um fires sort of going back to the exact same racetrack where somebody just sort of almost put you off or you had a really hard battle or you've just spent the whole time behind someone better than you and you've learned how to drive the track that much better like mm. i think it makes some interesting sort of stuff happen i think it'll make the racing better i mean it's obviously a cost-saving measure but it's gonna have some pretty cool flow on effects well i think mercedes there was talk about them doing reverse qualifying races reverse grid qualifying races or some sort that's but Mercedes right. would, they weren't a big fan of that because they, I don't know, they were accused of just wanting to protect Hamilton's next championship. Mm. And, you know, they want to make Mas- it any harder than what it's going to be. NASCAR did the back to back thing. And the second race, they just pulled the cars out of the truck and raced. I watched that race. Yeah, it I know. How did race. they qualify? They didn't. They just raced. It was based off the last yeah, but race. How did you- <laughs> Oh, really? Just start Because it was the second race because they did the same track twice. So second yeah. time round, pull the cars out of the truck and go. That was it. There was no see, I, w- I wouldn't want that. Like you'd want the engineers to be able to sort of toy with stuff and improve things in the car and, and take what but, you've learned and actually adjust it. But they've already sort of done that from the week before at the track. So Yeah, well, they ra- like, just, NASCAR did like five But it made it a really like, exciting race because it's just like, oh, wow, we're into it. Let's go. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, there's a lot of data analysis offshore 
of the racetrack there for Formula One anyway. So, and I'm also certain that's not something they're going to keep up. It's just something they did to put the race on. I think. Nah, just to get yeah. some racing on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just a really cool idea. It's like, all right, go. Like, I think even so me and we... driver in the car, you'd be shocked. Like, oh, this is it. This is the race. Yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't practice. No. All right. Uh, but <laughs> do we know if Formula One's like? I think they announced eight rounds at the moment. Is that just this? first provisional bit of the race are they trying to do more later in the year if as i understand it that's the round so far i believe with more races to be announced is what their little okay asterisk Mm. is and inside word confirms this also yeah sorry i just went on to an article confirms the first eight races for the series yeah um i'm i'm a big fan of this this do back-to-back if the track allows you to do i mean they're not they're not going to do reverse Racing. Well, a track like Silverstone, they could do a whole other layout if they really wanted it. That they could, but a lot of them are like. But the problem is, a the different GP layout's track. probably not rated. Yeah, yeah, and the rated. Is, the mm. GP layout is sort of like the biggest one. You any yeah. other layout's going to be shortened. Um, Chain Bear F one had a YouTube video about explaining why you couldn't do Silverstone backwards. Even if we wanted, to, even if FIA said, "Yeah, right, let's do it," they're like the way the tracks laid out and the way all the barriers are, where Must. grandstands are. It's like if you go yeah. backwards, the grandstands only no a meter off. off a high speed outside of a corner. Yeah. So you're just gonna go slam straight into a corner. And I mean, the like, emergency... there's not gonna be like spectators there anyway. Let's be real. So they're not. Yeah, but I think Silverson has a bit more grandstands permanent. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, because it's a thing there. I mean. Fun fact, Phillip Island circuit was originally designed to go the reverse direction of what it that currently does. Really? Mm. That would make Lukey Heights hard. Really, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you'd come down heavy and go up. Yeah, yeah you'd be yeah. <laughs> so Can we set that up in iRace? Closed in tightness instead of actually open. I mean, we could do it, but we're going to get black flagged and kicked off pretty quick <laughs> michael's googling it <laughs> oh, keyboard sound effect yeah. <laughs> nah, um, you in, comes up reverse grid racing and shit yeah anyway but um yeah on philip island news also the motor gp was cancelled down here too so yeah it's it's crazy times. It really is. Um, but we are getting something back finally. We which are, is, yeah. Which means we're going to have more stuff to talk about. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Let's take the positives in this world at the moment. Eh? <laughs> it's, it'll be good to see some racing again, and that's what I I'm know. looking forward to. Yeah, it really will. Some actual cars. So, um, for sure. I might actually wrap this up now, though, for us. Unless there's anything else anyone else wants to jump on and have a quick talk about. Uh, should we do picks for the upcoming race or no? Oh. No, we don't even know what's going on. JD's not here. I can't even um, remember our own damn rules for that game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got really complex for it, didn't it? <laughs> it did. Just to keep it um, interesting. We'll, 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 we'll let one round go and drop it as our worst round in the spirit of what's now we'll, happening. Well, we'll try and get an episode done maybe before the race. Okay. Yeah, Zadie yeah. should be back by then. We'll Do try quick, and get one more in before the race. 
I know that we've sort of been a bit all over the shop this off-season, out-season, whatever we call it, the As COVID break. Has. Thank you, COVID. Um, we'll just call yeah. it the trouble. The trouble. The trouble. <laughs> 2020 troubles. It's like a great horror film. <laughs> uh, the uh, trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what happened for the first seven months of 2020? Trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for joining us, guys. Um, thank you, you, Hannah and Mitch, for giving us another shot of trying to record this episode. We finally got there. Yeah. Um, already my IT issues constantly. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's going to be edited seamlessly. No one's going to know. Oh, they'll know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, like I said, if you guys listening, if you anything you want to hit us up, hit us up. Um, you can email us at email is breakinglate at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can go to Instagram. We are breaking late pod. Cast. Cast. Podcast. <laughs> I will remember that one day. I didn't make that handle, so. <laughs> Anyway, um, we'll be back. We'll do one more episode in before we actually hit the track in the end of June, which will be very exciting. So, yeah. Thank you, guys. Sweet. And we'll catch you all later. Sweet. See ya. See ya. See ya.